Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Your tune fiqh program Jurisprudence according to the four schools of thought And with me is Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein We continue on the topic of zakat And today we discuss zakat on animals Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Mufti Saab Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Mufti Saab our first question On which animals are zakat compulsory? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulil kareem Amma bad All praise is due to Almighty Allah The sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of this universe Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam When we speak of zakat Then zakat is compulsory on anything a person buys or the intention to resell So that would be stock in trade Zakat would be compulsory on gold and silver. Zakat would be compulsory on certain categories of animals. When we speak of zakat on animals, then there is ijma and consensus among the jurors of Islam that zakat is compulsory upon the cows and the bulls, obviously with certain conditions. Then we have on the goats and sheep and on camels. So on these three categories, or groups of animals, zakat would be compulsory with certain conditions. However, when we look at other animals, for example, people have horses, people have donkeys, people have many other types of animals, on that zakat would not be compulsory unless it is for trade purposes. They bought it with the intention to resell it. Muftisab, what are the conditions for zakat to be compulsory on animals? Upon the person himself who is the owner, obviously the person must be a Muslim. Then that person there must possess the nisab, that a certain amount of the cows or the goat and sheep or the camels that person must possess. Third one is, and this is a very, very important condition, that that animal must be with that person for one year, meaning that it is a lunar year we will take into consideration. And another important condition would be, let's say, for example, I'm a farmer and I have animals there. So these animals now, they go grazing. So if they go for grazing on my farm or in an open felt, it is no man's land, and that is done for the major portion of the year, more than six months, seven months, eight months, nine months, ten months of the year, they are grazing. So in a case like that, that would also be one of the conditions, then zakat would be compulsory. If, for example, it is the opposite, where I have to buy the feed, where I have to buy the food for the animal, and I'm already incurring expenses, and that happens and occurs for the major portion of the year, more than six months, seven months, eight months, if I am buying the feed and giving the animals, then in a case that that zakat would not be compulsory, because the condition is sa'ima. In the animals, sa'ima, what the seen, som sa'ima means that the animals are grazing for the major portion of the year, on no man's land or on that farmer's land and there are no expenses incurred by him really speaking to uh, feed these animals so we would say the person must be a Muslim the animal must be rich the nisab the minimum amount and the third one would be that the animal must be grazing for majority major portion of the year and we would say that it must be in his ownership and we will say that it must be in uh, by him for a year alone 
Dunaya. So these would be the basic conditions. Then zakat would become compulsory upon that person there. And obviously regarding the animals, they need to reach a certain amount. Then only would zakat be compulsory. Muftisab, what is the nisab in cattle? Namely cows, sheep, etc.? Okay, when we speak of cattle in the sense that the farmers speak about it, so we have to break it down now. So first one would be the cows only. So when we speak of cow, it does not mean cow only in that sense. It means the cow and its family. So whether it's a cow, whether it's a bull, whether it's an ox, whether it is a buffalo, so all that would come in and it be considered as one family. Now, on these issues, there are no difference of opinion. Now, we need to understand this. Today, we have many Muslims in different parts of the world who are farmers, and these conditions do apply. Hence, they need to know all these rules regarding zakat, because it's very important. So, if a person has cows and he has bulls, for example, then the nisab, the minimum amount he must have is 30. So, if the person, I'm using the word cows, but it would mean all, across the board, whether it's a bull or whether it's an ox or a buffalo. So if a person has 30 cows, then we will say that in all the conditions that I already mentioned, and that one animal will become compulsory as zakat. That animal that becomes compulsory when he has 30, so is known as a tabi'ah. Tabi'ah will be the calf. Calf means that it is one year old and has began and started the second year already. So if I'm the farmer, I got 30, 33, 35, 37, 38, 39, so cows, then I need to pay one animal and give that one animal in zakat, whether it's a male or whether it's a female, and I need to ensure that it is already completed one year and it has started the second year. So that is what is compulsory. Then when you go to 40, then a musin becomes compulsory. So from 30 to 39, it is a one-year-old animal which is compulsory upon the owner and that person needs to give it to the people who are entitled to zakat. Whether he gives the animal male or female, that's fine. Then when you reach 40, in a case like that, what would happen is that a musin or musinna becomes compulsory. Why is it called tabi? Tabi in the first case because it follows the mother everywhere. So the young calf follows the mother everywhere. That is the one-year-old animal and started the second year. The musin would be that animal that has completed two years and started the third year. Why is it called musin? Because now the teeth are already coming out of that cow. So that would be the animal that's compulsory. So from 40 right up to 59, so you give one animal that is two years old and has started the third year, whether it's a male or whether it's a female. So that is would become till 59. Now the table will change at every 10. Now let's just take examples. If you got 60, so in 60 there are two 30s, so we will say it would be two one-year-olds. And when you got, it will continue from 60 to 69. If you got 70, then it will be one one-year-old and one two-year-old. So for every 30, you give one animal that is one-year-old. And for every 40, you give animals that are two years old. So let's take, for example, 120. So in 120, the person will have a choice. Either he gives four animals that are one year old, 30, 30, 30, 30, 
or either he gives three animals that are two years old, because that will represent 40. So for every 30, you give one animal, the one uh, cow that is completed one year and started the second year, or if for 40, then you give an animal that is two years old and started its third year. So that is how the zakat would work. So whether you have thousand, ten thousand, five thousand, you just apply this principle and that would be how the animal's zakat would work. We're speaking about the cattle. Cattle in this context means the cows, the oxen, or the bull and the buffalo. Muftisab, how will zakat be calculated in goats or sheep? That also there is ijma and consensus. All this is mentioned very clearly in the Hadith Kitab. Therefore, there is no difference of opinion. Nabi alayhi salatu salam dictated these letters and these amounts to the governors in various countries. For example, Mu'az bin Jabal radiallahu anhu in Yemen and other governors in other places. So therefore, the ulama and jurors of Islam took those letters and said that this is our verdict and there is no real difference of opinion. So when we finish with the cows, now we go to the the goats and the sheep. Here also we must look at it as a broad connotation, whether it is goats, whether it is sheep, whether it is lamb, whether it is ewe, all that animals would come in there. Obviously the conditions must be that fulfilled. So as we mentioned that you need a nisab. So what is the nisab in the case of goats and sheep and lamb and whatever you... So if a person has 40 goats or 40 sheep, then one goat or one sheep, one lamb, whatever, so that would be compulsory upon that person. But that animal that you are giving must have completed one year and start the second year. So that is what is compulsory for the person. So from 40, it will continue up to 120. So from 40 up to 120, so the person would give one goat or one sheep so uh, or one lamb, whatever. Then from 121 up to 200, from 121 to 200, the person would give two goats or two sheep. And again, that animal must have completed one year already. So then that person can give two goats or two sheep. So if you look at the table, it will be from 40 to 120, one animal, one year old. And if you look at it after that, from 121 to 200, it will be two goats or two sheep. And then when you look at it after that, it will be from 201 to 399. What will happen is there will be three goats or three sheep. And then when you reach 400, then there will be four goats or four sheep. So 400 to 499 will be four goats four sheep, or four sheep. Then 500 to 599, five. 600 to 699, six. So that is how it would work. So And on all this, there is ijma and consensus. So the tables are very easy once you understood it. So if you say, for example, 750 a person has got. So we will say from 700 to 799, there are seven compulsory. Then you can continue 800 to 899, 900 to 999. So that is how you would continue. Mufti is it... Is it permissible to pay money instead of the animal? As we mentioned, if you look at the table in the case of the cows, 
that once you have reached 30 in the cows or in the oxen or in the bulls, then you need to give one tabi, a young calf, uh, male or female you give, and it has completed one year. So you must give that animal, and that is the verdict according to Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, he's very strict on that. He says that you cannot make a payment of it. However, the Hanafi jurists and scholars are more flexible on this issue, and they say that no, you can either pay the animal and give the animal, or either you pay the value, the market value of it, the current value of it. So today that animal, for example, costs 1,000 rand or 100 dollars, for example, US dollars, so you pay that amount out. So that would be permissible. Many of the Shafi'i scholars today, looking at the need and necessity of the people, they do allow people to pay with the money. But if you look at the original verdict of Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, when it came to issues of zakat, sadaqatul fitr, they said that no, the payment must be made with the the, the name that is mentioned in the hadith, in this instance, the cow itself, or the goat, or the sheep. So that is according to the old scholars. But when you look at contemporary scholars, then majority of them do allow that we pay with money and whatever currency it is, but you take the current and market value of that animal. Now, if the cattle is for trade, how will zakat be calculated? Okay, that's a very good question, Brother Ajaz, that what happens is all this that we spoke about is when you have that animals, either you have it for tanasul purposes, tanasul means that for breeding purposes, or you have it there that you are uh, you are a person who likes to have all this and you are not using it for your personal use. So then zakat would be compulsory. But if a person has it for trade, then definitely it will be like stock in trade, like how you're selling groceries, how you're selling cars, how you're selling clothing, then the laws of zakat would apply 2.5%. So I have 100 cows, I have 100 horses, 100 donkeys, whatever animal I have then, and I am buying and selling them. In a case like that, the current value of that animal and 2.5% of that zakat would be compulsory and it would not be confined to these three categories of camels, cows and goats and sheep, goat and sheep meaning one, and the cows and buffaloes and bulls as one, and the camels as one category, then it would be across the spectrum and zakat would be compulsory because it is considered a stock in trade. Mufti Sab, if the animals are for personal use or for delivery purposes, what happens to zakat then? Even in Africa nowadays, if you travel, you would know that people have cows or you go to the farmers, they have their cows and they use it in their fields, they use it in their plantations. So all that is used for personal use or you use it for milking that you got many, many cows, but you do not want to buy from the dairy or maybe you are supplying it to them or whatever else, but it is for personal use. So it is not for breeding, it is not for trade, but it is for your own personal use, you use it for deliveries, you use it for your farm, you use it in your plantation. In those instances, there's consensus that zakat would not be compulsory according to majority of the scholars. Mufti Sab, what happens to the calves born during the year? How will zakat be calculated? Okay, that's a very good question. Let's take the example now that I had at the beginning of the year in Muharram, I had 30 cows. For example, now, during the course of the year, 
ten of them were impregnated and they gave birth. And funny enough, in cows also, I went to farms, I found out, there also they are pregnant for normally nine months. And then they give birth. So they gave birth. Now ten of them gave birth. So if you had thirty and ten gave birth, now your total amount with the calves would be forty. So we learned already, if you have 30 cows, then you give the cart of one cow, one calf that is one year old and has started the second year. So, But now you have these children, these calves. So what would happen in a case like that? We would say you join them to the previous ones. You join the current ones with the previous ones. So when we calculate our zakat, we will say that it works on 40, not on 30. And then the person will have to give one animal that is two years old because now the total amount is 40. A person could argue and say that a year has elapsed and passed on the mothers, on the cows, but all only two months, three months have passed on the calves. So how can zakat be compulsory? So we say, Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, Man istafada maran fala zakata alayhi hatta yahula That when people get well during the course of the year, there would be no zakat till a year passes. So that is excluding prophets and children. In the shop, you know you are buying and selling. So your prophets that are accruing, your stock is increasing, your money is increasing. So in that case there, it is exempted. Likewise, the offspring of animals are also exempted. So in cases of prophets, in cases of offspring, all that would be joined. So I'm running a business, a shop, and tomorrow my zakat is ending, and today I made million rand, today I made 100,000 rand, so that 100,000 rand will be part of my zakat calculation, although only one day passed on it. So that is very important principle for us to remember and take cognizance of. Muftisab, what happens if several people are partners in the kettle? Okay, let's say for example, Brother Ajaz, that you, myself, and Brother Bilal, our engineer, all of us are partners. And now each one of us has got 30 cows. I got 30 cows, you got 30 cows, and Brother Bilal has got 30 cows. Now when we work and pay our zakat, we should not look for loopholes. It's absolutely haram. So proportionately, what is every person's share, we must give it. So it means I have to give one calf that is one year old, you have to give one calf that is one year old, and brother Bilal has to give one that is one year old. So that is how it would work. We should not now and try and make a loophole and say, no, for zakat purposes, it belongs to one one person and maybe then we pay less or something. No. So we all should be people, whatever the animals we possess, that we pay, whether it's goats and sheep, whether it's camel, whether it's cows. I just give an example of the cow. So whatever is the proportionate share of the individual, of the person, so he is responsible for that proportionate amount of zakat as well. So that is how zakat would work when we speak about partnership. In time of Nabi alayhi salatu salam, you know that they used to have zakat collectors and the zakat collector would go and regarding animals, it is amwale zahira amwale zahira means that the zakat collector had all the right to come and see your animals count it and calculate the zakat so Nabi alayhi salatu salam said wala tajtami'u bayna mutafarriqin that when the animals are separated you got your farm, I got my farm, and so forth. 
Now the farmers are not allowed to come and put them all in one farm and deceive the zakat collector. Because what will happen is, they will say, instead of us paying three goats or four goats or five goats, we will just pay one goat and two goats because it belongs to one person there. So that is totally unacceptable in Islam. So to play, that is why in zakat we should always do that which is beneficial for the recipients, the poor and the needy. And you can get the opposite also. That Nabi alayhi salatu salam mentioned the opposite also. That if the animals are together and you will pay more zakat. So if you separate it, you will pay less zakat. So that also is not allowed for people to do. So meaning the man, the wisdom and rationale of it is that the farmers should not be deceiving the zakat collector. Nowadays we do not have zakat collectors, but our conscience should always be the guiding light. And therefore when Nabi alayhi salam was asked, Mal ithmu ya Rasulullah, what is a sin, O Messenger of Allah? He said, Ma haka fi sadrik, that that pricks your conscience, that works on your conscience. Wa and you dislike the people to come to know about it. So therefore, in any partnership, whether it is in animals, whether it is in business, whether it is in uh, our gold and silver, so in any business venture or wherever, when we have partnership and zakat is compulsory, so it would always work proportionately and every partner should know that to look for hilas and loopholes is totally haram, is not permissible. The normal one I mentioned is, for example, a husband and wife are partners in a business. Take, for example, myself and my wife. Now, when eight, nine, ten months pass, so I say I gave all the animals to my wife. So when the year ends, so zakat is not compulsory because the animals went to her and now only two months or three months have passed. Then after 10, 11 months, she gives back the animals to me. So what are we doing? We're playing with the laws of Almighty Allah and we want to avoid and evade zakat. That is totally haram, it's not permissible. People who did that in the past, Almighty Allah made them and transformed them into monkeys. فَقُلْنَا لَهُمْ خَاسِئِينَ As mentioned in the Quran. So therefore, we should take heed from that. And the hadith said that مَا حَاكَ فِي sadrik. That what your heart, it works on your conscience, and you dislike people to come to know about it. So always use that as a guiding light. Muftisab, our final question. When giving the animal as zakat, should the best animal be given? Again, let's go back to the glorious era of Islam and the golden period of Islam. In time of Nabi alayhi salatu salam, now they were this amilin, these zakat collectors, sa'i, call them, they have several names. So when they went and they used to go, obviously there were people who had authority, they had a jurisdiction, people could not hide and uh, deceive them because they would just go to Nabi Salam or to the Amirul Mu'mineen and they could uh, file a complaint that person would be in serious problems then. So in a case like that, Nabi Salam, wonderful advice he gave. He said, you the zakat collectors, when you go, iyaka wa karaima amwalihim. When you go, don't go take the best of the animals of those farmers there. Look at the beauty of Islam. This is Islam. When the guidance was given to the zakat collector, they don't go and select and choose the best, the cream of the crop of that farmer there. And when we address the farmers, we told them, Quran says, لَن تَنَالُوا الْبِرَّ حَتَّى تُنْفِقُوا مِمَّا تُحِبُّونَ That you can never obtain piety until you spend from that which you love. So it shows that in Islam, 
that person who's paying zakat, he should give the average animal, the in-between animal, not the one that is in sakarat and about to die. And it's not necessary to give the one that is the best one. So the one that is the average one, he gives that. And if he wishes wholeheartedly, willingly to give the best one, alhamdulillah. But we as the zakat collector should not impose that upon him. And this is the distinction of Islam. You can take anywhere. If Islam told the husband to do certain things, then it told the wife to do certain things. If it told the employer to do certain things, then it told the employee. Similarly, yeah, the zakat collector is given guidelines and the person paying zakat also is given guidelines. Jazakallah Mufti Sab for all your answers. From myself and Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, I say Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh.